Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Blessings, everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. We are so excited that you can join us in this interview. Today is going to be so powerful. We are so excited about what God's about to do. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Yvonne Atiyah, and I am filling in for Steve Schultz, who is on a getaway celebrating his 45th wedding anniversary with his beautiful wife, Doreen Schultz. They are doing great and they are appreciating your prayers and your support. So we are lifting them up and praying for their safety, protection and their safe return. Today is June 20th, and we're actually recording this interview. It will be aired on June 21st. And let me tell you, we have an awesome guest. Um, Most of you know him because he's just a father in the faith. And what I love about him, he's just full of the Word of God, full of revelation, and you can just see the glory of God on him. And so I'm speaking about Bobby Connor. We're going to have him on very, very shortly. I just want you to get excited, open up your heart for what God's about to do. And maybe just even take this time to make sure you're subscribed to the channel, to Rumble, um, and even to the Elijah list so that you don't miss anything of what Elijah Stream has. Well, let me tell you something. I'm so excited about this upcoming clip because it is a highlight of what God's doing through you, through your support, through your giving around the world in those worlds. So I want you to have a look at what God has been using you for and get excited because maybe you can't even travel to those different locations. But through your generous giving and support, the work around the world can be done. So let's go and have a look at the spot for the wells. Over 7 million people in Uganda lack access to safe, clean water. But you are changing that statistic by providing access to clean water. But there is still a need. There are still many who don't have access to clean water. Would you continue to help bring clean water to the beautiful people of Uganda? Donate today online at ElijahStreams.com. Wow, your love is reaching all those locations. And let me tell you, the Bible clearly says there's no greater love than to lay one's life for another. And that is what you are doing by supporting those projects. So the details are on the screen. And this is the day to say, Lord, I want to be a part of what you are doing around the world. And if you are already partnering with Elijah Streams, thank you for your giving. Thank you for believing in what we do. We are we bless you in the name of Jesus. Well, let me tell you, I'm excited about our guest. So I have the great honor of uh, interviewing a father in the church who's been in ministry for many years, led the way with the pure word of God. So I am so excited and we are about to bring Bobby Connor. Bobby, welcome to Elijah's Stream. So excited to have you. Great. I'm excited about being here. The Bible said this is the day the Lord has made. I am going to rejoice and be glad in it. We've got to learn how to maximize the moments. Hallelujah. Yeah. Good. So I'm excited. I believe that God's going to show us some wonderful things from his word. And I want you to understand something. I've been preaching 54 years. I've averaged speaking five times a week for 54 years. I tell people I'm living proof. Practice won't make perfect. But I'll tell you what, it's I'm excited. I'm excited to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and he's in charge. I read the book. I read the book. We win. Remember when Christ hung up on the cross? He cried out, it's finished. He didn't say I'm finished. And so yes. we're fighting from victory, not for victory. Jesus Christ is more than uh, we've ever need. He is victorious. And so he moves us from being victim to victors. That's yes. what he says. We are more than conquerors. And so that's what I want to talk to the people about. God has said, we're going to, we're going to establish the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to just jump right in so we won't waste a moment. Here, for mm-hmm. 28 years now, 
on the Day of Atonement, I've had a visitation from Jesus Christ. He'll come tell me some of the things that's going to happen in the future. I write in the book called The Shepherd's Rod. Now, here's the one. This is the one for uh, this year, uh, 2023. And boy, is it something. It's titled, it's titled The Until. Until. There it is. The gavel of God and the verdict of God. It's so important because here's what the book of Daniel says. This is what the book's written out of. Daniel 7, 21 and 22. As I kept looking, the horn was making war with the saints, the believers, and overpowering them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Most High God. And the time, here it is, and the time arrived when the saints, the believers, took possession of the kingdom. Whoa, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be in a time of mobilizing the body of Christ, moving them from the sideline to the front line. This is a time to regain back everything the devil's stolen. The Bible said, if you catch a thief, you can command him to pay back sevenfold. And that says, and the time has arrived. That's why it said until, until that until moment changed everything. And the Bible said the devil was winning. The horn, it says the horn, that's talking about Antichrist, Lucifer, demons, anything dark, anything. But they're all defeated because Jesus Christ resurrected from the grave. And God is really up to something. He's going to show great mighty things. One of the big words that's coming across the body of Christ is the word awestruck. Awestruck. God's going to show up and show off in such a dimension. Our eyes are going to bug out and we're going to be awestruck. I said, God, give me an example of someone being awestruck. He said, John, the revelator on the Isle of Patmos. Remember, he laid his head on the bosom of Jesus Christ. But now he hears a voice. He turns to see the voice. And instantly he sees the ruling, reigning, reaming, ruling redeemer. And what does he do? He didn't go, hey, dude. No, he falls at his feet as though he was dead. Watch this. There's going to come a new awe of God into the house of God. And the people of God are going to realize we've been a way too familiar with the God we barely know. But he's going to reintroduce himself to his people during these days. Get ready. The book of Habakkuk says, God will work a work, a work in your day. It'll be so marvelous, so magnificent. You barely can't believe it. And we better get ready. I'm telling you, the, the, the Lord said that he wants us to get out of just being uh, in the church and get into the highways and the byways. And uh, on the Day of Atonement, this this past Day of Atonement, angels came, hard, huge, huge, magnificent angels, and they started screaming above me. They started screaming divine urgency, divine urgency. They said, sound the alarm. Awake the warriors. We got to move from the sideline to the front line. And they were they, their first to declare, 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 mobilize the body of Christ, move them from the sidelines to the front lines and equip them. We got to realize this, that God has given us weapons to put on. We need to put on the whole armor of God. We need to get ready because get listen, God wants us to take back the kingdom. It's always been the will of God. Genesis 1:26. let us make man in our own image and let's give them kingdom control. So we're supposed to be running this thing and God's going to do it. He said, as my father sent me now, I'm sending you. There's some verses in the Bible. If it wasn't in the Bible, I'd never believe it. Here's one. Jesus said, these works that I do and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. <laughs> Philippians 4:13 said, I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with inner strength. See, you don't have to go, well, you know, I don't know if I've got what it takes. Yeah, you've got what it takes. The same Holy Ghost that was in Jesus is in you. First John 4, 4 says, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. The Bible said we are more than a conqueror. He came up with a whole new word there. Hooper Nike. We're a super overcomer. And if you walk with God and serve him and live for him, love him, you can't be stopped. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against us will work. Every tongue that rises up against us, we can condemn it. This is a privilege that we have as being believers in the body of Christ. And let me tell you something. God says, we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. And God has said so many good things for us. He said, we're joint heirs with Jesus. <laughs> what does that mean? It means anything, everything Jesus has, we have equal share. We're joint heirs with Christ. And what I'm trying to encourage the people is don't grow weary in well-doing. The devil, uh, uh, Daniel 7, 25. 
Daniel 7, 25 says, the devil's plot and plan is to wear out the saints of God. How? By accusing God to them. And so we've got to, we've got to, we've got to challenge the body of Christ to get back into the word of God. And that's what we say in this year's Shepherd's Rod. This is the year of the open book. Uh, in this shepherd's rod, I get caught up into heaven. I was given a gavel, and there was a Bible on the pedestal of light. And he, the 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 bright messenger, the ancient of days, said, "Take the gavel and strike the the Bible." Now, the Bible that I was going to strike looked like a, it was used for decoration and ornament, but it didn't look worn. It didn't look like somebody used it. And wham! I hit it. Ooh, it. A, a bolt of lightning hitting there. This is the year of the open book. This is a year we need to get into the word of God and get the word of God into us. My people, Jesus said, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we've got to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm telling you guys, there's an opportunity, an open door. Jesus said it this way. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I want you to know we need the presence of God in. Don't you think? Psalm 16, 11 says, you, you will show me the pathway of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Listen, the right hand of God. I did a whole study on the right hand of God. Oh, man, we need to, that's where we're seated. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. It's a place, place of authority. It's a place of power, and it's a place of prominence. And you and I need to realize God has created us to be winners. And I want us to move away from that victim mentality. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, some say, well, Bobby, oh, I, I, I don't want to get all excited. I just kind of want to live a good, quiet life and then one day go on to glory. Oh, that's, that, listen, that you, you've got to go to another level. God wants us to be world changers. Oh, he man. does. He's put in us the power and the ability to change the world. And that's what we've got to do. He said, if you walk in the light, as he's in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of his son, Jesus, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's what we're going to talk about. So uh, I, I, I want the people to get the shepherd's rod. We have got to get this down. I, the, I got swallowed. I yeah. got swallowed by a glory cloud. Now, I don't know. <laughs> listen, uh, you can't explain. You cannot articulate and explain the things that happens in this spirit. But yeah. I'll tell you, they're, they're more real. Paul mm -hmm. said, what you look at is temporary that you look at that you can see is temporary. What you look at that you can't see is eternal. And, and we better start focusing on what we can't see with the natural eye and see with the spiritual eyes. Ephesians 1, 17, 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with revelatory light. You will have a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. And that's what we got to do. You can see further with these eyes than these eyes right here. And we got to focus on the Lord. You say, why focus on the Lord? That's where our peace comes from. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect. Say perfect perfect peace whose yeah. mind is stayed upon thee. We've got to stay focused on the Lord. And let's just, let, here's Romans 16 20. It said the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet shortly. Aren't you glad? Have you read the Bible? The Bible says God will give us power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and it'll in no wise hurt us. We are victors, not victims. I want you to get that down. Get it deep in your heart. It'll change your attitude and your attitude determines your altitude. You understand that? We yes. ought to be so full of joy. The joy of the Lord's our what? Peace. A yes. merry heart does good like a medicine. Man, brother, you don't know what I'm going through. Hey, the key is through. Yea, thou walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. Thou art with me. One of my favorite verses is Nahum 7, Nahum, Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. God is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those that are trusting him. Now, I'm trying to I'm trying to wake up the saints. It's not a time to slumber. The Bible said it's high time now. Knowing what a critical hour this is, how it is high time now for us to wake from our slumber, rouse to reality for final salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed, adhered to, trusted in Christ the Messiah. It's time to put on the whole armor of God and it's having done all to stand, stand. And I'm telling you, we're seeing some wonderful, wonderful things happen. And like I told you earlier, the big word is going to be awestruck because God's going to show up and show off in a magnitude and a manner we've not seen before. 
on the day of atonement. He said, Bobby, prepare the people. We've never been where we're going now. I'm telling you, it it looks, if you look at all the chaos, you look at all the calamities, you look at all. The, but listen, look in the Bible. The Bible said all these things will be taking place. But in the middle of all that, we're going to look up and realize our God reigns. He's yes. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's not up there wringing his hands going, oh, never saw that coming. No, he's in charge and he knows everything. Uh, the Bible says all of our days, yes. all of our days are written in his book before we've ever lived a single one of them. Think mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. All of the, all of our days, every single one of them, God recorded in his book before we've ever lived a single one of them. I suspect you and I should get in such a relationship with God that we can take his journal and let it become our journey. Uh, yes. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3, 1, there's a time and a season and a purpose for every activity of God under heaven. So we need to synchronize what God wrote and what we want. Don't you think? Amen. All right. So I'll let you just ask some questions if you want to. Yeah, around, me, uh, around me, you lose your breath, you'll lose your time. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you, because you're full of the word, just the fact that you are declaring the word, decreeing the word, I am feeling an atmosphere shift because you are full of the word. So I love that being a father for so many years, many need to hear this. But you said something that really stuck to me. You said this, that many, what the enemy is using right now is that he is wearing out the saints. This is just, yes. I just pray that we all get this because for those who for us who are believers in the Lord for a long time he's not going to tell us leave your faith or no he's going to wear us down by the yeah. worries the troubles and yeah. that is enemy's greatest strategy so you just revealed exposed the plan of satan to anyone that is feeling weary and tired because even yeah. as you're saying that I'm just feeling inner strength is just is Good. just losing out of you <laughs> that's right that's oh, exactly right that's what it says let us not grow weary and well doing we will reap if we faint not and i'm telling you god is not going to let us faint we're going to go from strength to strength in our weakness he is strong the book of joel says let the weak now declare i'm strong and we can do all things all things through christ who infuses us with inner strength we're we're self-sufficient and christ sufficiencies and so listen don't let don't grow weary god says uh, we're going to reap and we're not going to we're not going to uh, be disappointed because every promise of god is yes Yes, and amen. He won't go back on his promises. He'll fulfill every one of his words. The Bible said the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Forever, oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. So that's what we've got to do. To encourage yourself, get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you. Let, let me talk just a little bit about getting swallowed by that glory cloud. Woo, yes, I am telling you, this was the last few uh, uh, hours of the Day of Atonement. It's just as the sun was going down. I was sitting on my back porch in Raven Falls, North Carolina. My wife had just brought, it was cold. So she had brought me a, a, a blanket and I'd covered up and I, I'm, I'm back there. And all of a sudden, here comes a glory cloud. I mean, out of the air, a golden glory cloud and swallowed me. And I'm inside of this glory cloud and I'm, I'm stable, but the cloud is spinning around me like this with right. revolution after revolution. But with every revolution, he would write strategy on the wall of this glory cloud for the body of Christ. It is spinning so fast. It is good. I am absolutely disoriented. And I said, Lord, I don't think I can maintain this. He said, Bobby, I'm not putting it in your mind. I'm putting it in your spirit. And when I want it, I'll pull it out. And the first thing that, that was written on the wall of this glory cloud was mobilize the body of Christ. Mobilization is a military term. It means getting the troops to the most advantageous place to engage the enemy and win. And that's what we got to do. We got to get the great message of Christ outside the four walls of the church into the marketplace and get people to understand Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man, no person can come to the God, God the Father except through Christ. And so we've got to really center in on the centricity of Jesus Christ. But boy, I tell you what, the glory cloud, man. I want you to know I saw the warring angels and whoo, I'm glad they're on our side. I'm glad that we've got the warring angels. Psalms 91, 11 says the angels of God encircle and camp around about us. Psalms 104, verse four, the Bible talks about ministering spirits sent down to aid us who are the heirs of salvation. I'm telling you, 
Heaven's help is available. I wrote a book about it. I wrote a book about heaven's hosts, the faithful and the fallen. The faithful are the angels. They're they're mentioned in the Bible by name. They're in the Bible over three over two hundred and seventy three times in the Bible. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. The Bible mentions angels, and most of them mentioned in the New Testament. And all of us, every, every one of us, we would have been dead, mangled, if it had not been for angelic involvement in our life. And I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that God has made a way for us to get uh, into the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God get into us. And these are some of the most crucial days in human history. I really believe that. I believe it with all my heart that we're in some of the most crucial, uh, pivotal times in human history. And look who God's let live. I said, God, what are you thinking? And he said, yes, I finally found me a people weak enough to work in. Not weak in morals, not weak in ethics, not weak in character, weak in our own ability. I found me a people, God said, that's embraced John 15, 5. Without him, we can do nothing. But with him, in him, by him, through him, all things are possible. That's what it says, Genesis 18, 14. Is there anything too wonderful or too difficult for God? Job 42, 2 says, oh, God. I know anything you set your heart and your hand to do cannot be stopped. And he's author and finisher, not author and oops. Have you ever started? I've started a plan before and I'd have to go, God's not that away. He'll finish it before he's ever begun it. And so Philippians 4, 6, Philippians chapter 1, verse uh, 6 says, being confident of this very thing. He that hath begun a good work in you will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, I want us to talk a little bit about some of these that are, some that are really cast down and they're, they've really, they've just grown, they've grown uh, so exhausted by looking at all the calamity. Don't do that. Don't look at all the calamity and all the chaos. The Bible said men's hearts failing them for the things they see coming upon the earth. Look higher. Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26.3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. And the Lord told me one time, he, and he pointed his finger and said, hey, you tell my people, you cannot medicate, you can't medicate anxiety. You have to repent of it because the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but with all with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. God wants us to pray about things and turn it over to him. Here's, he's beckoning us today in this message right here. It says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. You're not supposed to carry all the burdens. He will bear them for you. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke, the yoke that he puts upon you, and he's in there with you. So anyway, I promise you this. God will not put us into a situation that he's not in there to guide us through it. All things are what? Working together for good to them that love God who are called according to his purpose. Now, God didn't say everything that happened would be good, but he'll work it out for good. And, uh, you can get in a big mess and come out with a message. You can have a tragedy and come out with a testimony. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? We're super overcomers. And I, that's what I want to talk to the people about. How do we get to find out whose we are? We'll never know. We'll never know who we are until we know whose we are. We're sons and daughters of Almighty God. And I'm telling you, look, look, look. You say, well, Bobby, how, how do I really know that, that all of this is real? Because everything stacks up. You're, you're per the Bible says that you're uh, one in a million. Actually, you're one in 7.6 million. There's not another human being on earth like you. And God knew you before you were you. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God before ordained that we'd conduct ourselves in them. He pre-planned things for us to do before we were us. Wow. That's purpose, isn't it? I, I, we've got to start laying hold of God's purpose. I mean, here's God's purpose for you. Simply Jeremiah 29.11. I know my thoughts, I think, towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of your success, not your failure. My intention is to bring you to a good end, not some dismal demise. The Bible said your future is filled with bright hope. Now, you won't get that on the evening news, but you'll get it in the word of God. 
The Bible said, because God is for us, who can be against us? We're super overcomers. And so I, I want to get rid of that victim mentality. And I want us to start setting our goal high. Look, they looked into the Lord and their faces were enlightened. When you get in his presence and his presence gets into you, woo, that's what it's all about. I'm telling you, we've got to start learning to enjoy Jesus. And that's what it says. Psalms 46, 10, 11. You might say, well, Bobby, how do I get in God's presence? Well, let's start with Matthew 6, 6. Matthew 6, 6 says, get in the quietest room of your house. Shut the door and have time with God. Don't get in there and go, well, I got to make the car payment. I think the kids are late for some good. No, no. Focus. The Lord pointed his finger at me and said, hey, you tell my people when it comes to seeking me, I detest multitasking. Whoa, that means we have got to start really, really putting our whole heart in our time with God. Psalms 46, 10, 11 says, be still and know that I am God. Is there any benefit of knowing God? Sure. Daniel eleven thirty two b Daniel eleven thirty two b says, but the people that do know their God, they will display strength and they will take action. Isn't that something? See, the yeah. devil knows that verse. So one of the things, one of his uh, one of his plots and plans is to keep us away from the word of God. So we'll never know what the word of God promises and we'll never know what God says he, he will accomplish through our life. And I'm telling you, we have got to get back into the word of God and let the word of God get into us. And I'm going to say a little bit, bit a, a little bit about this, this book here. This is yeah. a, this is living in the light. It's the thickest book I've ever written because. <laughs> I studied every time I could find the word light in the Bible. And I'm telling you, oh, living in God's light, discovering the pathway to divine purpose. You can't imagine. You can't imagine the people that go, oh, I, I just feel aimless. I don't feel like I've got purpose. Yes, we have divine favor and divine purpose. And listen here. This is Psalms 18, verse 28, living in God's light. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. He said he will light my lamp and it'll flood my whole life with light. And we need to look at this. The first words out of the mouth of God to humanity was, let there be light. And I'm telling you, I, that, that's what I did. I got in here and I, I started reading as many, uh, many verses as I could find in the Bible about light. And I put them in here and I, I put how to activate them as we walk in the light, as he's in the light. We'll have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ephesians 5, 8 says, for you were sometimes in darkness, but now, now you are in light. Walk as children of light. And that's what he does. Colossians 1, 13. Colossians 1, 13, it says, he takes us out of the kingdom of death and darkness and puts us into the kingdom of light, love, and liberation. It's the best journey anybody could take. Leaving death, darkness, doom, gloom, and journeying to the, the kingdom of light, love, liberation. Colossians 1.13. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God wants to spend eternity with us? That's pretty wild. I can get tired of people in two or three days, but the Lord, he wants to spend all eternity with us. And let's think about eternity for a while. There's only, only two choices, and you get to make them. God, If God got to make the choice for you, you'd be saved. God would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of Christ. God is not willing that any should perish, but he leaves the choice up to you. Choose this day whom you will serve. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Because listen, the devil will do everything he can to distract you, disturb you, and get you uh, where you will not trust God. But God wants you to trust him. You can trust him with your future. He's already got it planned for you. And he's got something marked, marked mapped out for you that no other person could do. Ephesians 2.10. I read that out of every English translation I could find. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God before ordained that we conduct ourselves in them. So I looked at the word workmanship, and it's a Greek word that means the final stroke of a master artist. So when the devil goes, who do you think you are? You I'm the best God could do. I'm the final I'm the final stroke of a master artist. And so anyway, uh, we've got to start getting a better opinion of ourselves. You were chosen by God. Yeah, laboring to God and gather with God as God's fellow helpers then. That's what it says. He yes. chose us to be on his work team. 
And so don't don't go, well, you know, I never did win a football game. I never did. You got chosen to be on the team with the Lord. Isn't that amazing? You didn't choose me. I chose you. And laboring together with God is God's color helpers then. Isn't that amazing? I want you to understand God has a big plan. And God is going to fill this earth with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the ocean. And listen, so about this thing in eternity, you make the choice. And today, today, the Bible said, today, if you hear his voice, don't calcinate and make hard your heart because God knocks at your heart's door. Open the door of your heart. Jesus said it this way. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will sup with him. I'll make myself real and tangible and touchable to him. Isn't that amazing? So amazing. So I, I, I love it. And this is what I'm feeling as you're speaking, Bobby, that there is a lot of burdens that are falling off as you are just every time you uh, t tell us a scripture, I just feel like something <laughs> continues to fall. We're getting lighter and lighter to, to see God for who he is. I just yeah. want to ask you a question because so many people, um, I just feel the enemy has confused many people about the character and the nature of God. And a lot of yeah. people right now, they are confused. In other words, when they get sick or whenever they go through something, we begin to put words like, oh, well, God allowed this or God let this happen or God's trying to teach me something. And yeah. so I just feel that a lot of a lot of people are offended at God and the enemy's done a good job to, to confuse us so that we don't actually know yeah. Who is the one who brought this cancer? Who is the one who stole my health? So yeah. can you address those wonderful viewers? Because I just want offense to fall off so that we can walk yeah. in that fellowship that you're talking about. Yes, that's exactly right. Never accuse God. God is good and he does good. Nahum chapter one, verse seven. God is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those that are trusting him. Now, the devil will always try to blame God. That's at Daniel 7, 25. He mm. wants to wear out the saints of God by accusing God to them. But God's plans are good. God, look, everything he did. Listen, one of the greatest testimonies of the love of God for you is the cross. Greater love hath no man than this, and a man would lay down his life for his friends. Christ, the Father God, let Christ die upon the cross so you and I could spend eternity with him. See, he's a good God and his plans for you are good. Don't ever listen to the devil. The devil is a liar. Everything the devil says, you need to turn it around quickly, all the way around, and you'll find the truth. If he says God is not good, you find out every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness nor shadow turning. That just simply means God is not fickle. He's not one way one morning, one way the next morning. Lamentation 3 says, his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And he says in Isaiah 118, he said, come on now. Come on now. Let's reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Listen, all of the sin and all the things that we've done, he beckons us to come and let him cover our sins and cleanse us and wash us from our, our sins in his own blood. And that's what the psalmist David said, create in me, God, a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. And I, I'm telling you, that's what we need to do. The devil wants us to get disturbed about uh, our, our, our standing with God. No. Now, one of the things we need to do is don't ever let the devil talk you into sin and then then bind you with it. If, if you do fall into sin, now, I want you to quickly bring it to the Lord. Bring that sin to the Lord. Search me, O God, and try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in a way that's eternal and everlasting. And so the devil will try to get you into sin because sin brings with it shame, and shame brings with it guilt. But the Bible said the righteous will be as bold as a lion. So I'm afraid that our timidity is testimony to our carnality because we have, we're supposed to be bold and brave. And so the devil will come in and he'll sow some kind of a seed of sin, but you can confess it for it. And the Bible said, God will put it as far as the East is from the West, never to remember it again. It says he will drop it in the sea of his forgetfulness. And he's so wonderful. Come now, let us reason together. God says, though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Okay, now I, I, I you say, well, Bobby, I've got, I, 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 don't try to cover it up. You'll stumble over it the rest of your life. Quickly, completely confess it and forsake it, and you'll find mercy. And it will be, you'll be forgiven. It'll be as though it never happened. Now, I wonder while we're talking about this, 
there's a, a crazy doctrine out there that it says something like this. I'll just paraphrase. Well, God knows all about us. And, you know, if you're tempted, go ahead and sin. Your sin's already covered. You can't find that in the Bible. Right opposite. It said, if we sin willfully, after we receive the knowledge of that sin, there remains no more sacrifice for that sin, but a fearful looking of fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. That just simply says, if you think, well, you know, God, he's just kind of up there sin out, something between Granny, Grandpa and, and Santa Claus. I can do anything I want to and get by with. No, the Bible said a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways. We Listen, don't get into that thing. I think it comes from that super seeker friendly mess. You know, no, we were accountable unto God. If we sin willfully, if we make up our mind, I'm going to do it. I don't care about the consequences. We'll have to pay the consequences. And the wages of sin is death. Guys, God wants us to be pure and holy. I don't know where we got this, that holiness is optional. Pursue peace and holiness for without holiness, no individual will see God. And we need to see God. Don't you think? I do. But listen, the, when you sin, it brings shame, but you can quickly bring it to the Lord and confess it and just out of a broken heart, say, Lord, cleanse me, wash me. I, I don't want this in my life. I want to be free. And whom the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. I mean, isn't that something? Well, what else you got? Listen, uh, if you've got any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. But uh, I'm excited to, I want people to get into the light of the word of God. And you can get around people and tell whether they're in the word or not. On the word, it gives you hope. It gives you courage. It gives you direction. Nehemiah 9.20 said, He gave his good spirit to instruct us and did not withhold his manna from our mouth. Living in God's light, discovering the pathway to divine purpose. That's why the devil wants to keep you out of the Bible, because in the Bible is God's plans and God's direction for your victory. And if we be a doer of the word, not hearers only. James 1.22 said, we must not just be a mere hearer, but an actual doer of the word of God. Uh, I, I read, a, I wrote down a, a statement that Catherine Kuhlman said one time. It's when believers believe the word of God to the point of action, something has to happen. And that's Hallelujah. what we have we got to be active doers of the word and not just hearers. Oh, boy. Romans 8, 1 through 12. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Wow. Walking in the light as he's in the light. Now, listen, why stumble over darkness when we can leap in the light? That's what I want to know. And uh, in this in this book about living in God's light, we put every verse I could find that that really had uh, uh, to its core uh, the importance of light. And yes. I'm telling you, right opposite of darkness is light. And I'm telling you what, Jesus is the light of the world. He said, you are a city set on a hill that cannot and will not be hidden. And so if we walk in the light, as he is in light, we'll have fellowship one with another. That's mm-hmm. why it's so important to spend time with God through that Matthew 6, 6. Get alone, Psalms 46, 10 and 11, and start meditating upon the word of God. Uh, it's so important. Here's, here's your great verse. You ready? Yes, here it is. Joshua 1, 8. Joshua 1, 8 said the yes. words of this law, the yes. word Joshua 1, 8, the words of this law shall not depart from your mouth. Yes. You shall meditate upon it day and night, and it will guarantee you overwhelming success. Yes. So I tell people, if you want to be a flop, stay out of the Bible. But if you want overwhelming success, Joshua 1.8, I like that. You can't get that close to Joshua 1.9, not quoted. Joshua 1.9 says, be bold, be brave, be very courageous. Go do what you're called to do because you're not going by yourself. That's right. All right. Now, I'm, I'm going to say it. They, I know they may bloop it out, but I couldn't give a rip. I, I, I'm praying over Donald Trump. I'm praying Jeremiah 20.11. God is with me as a dread champion. Therefore, my persecutors will not succeed. They'll fall and they'll have eternal shame. Amen. That's Donald Trump as he sets his heart to be president again. And I better warn you, the Bible said, touch my, touch not my anointed and do my servants no harm. I'm here to tell you that's not talking about just the preachers and the apostles. I'm telling you, if you couldn't see the anointing of God for President Trump to guide our nation, you're blind as a bat. But I'm here, I'm here to tell you, uh, uh, listen, uh, God's going to show up and show off. And we, God, God can restore. And he said, it is time the saints take back the kingdom. And it's time we start restoring our nation. 
one yes. nation under God. And I'm yes. telling you what, you say, well, I don't want to mix politics. God's not going to change this from the, the he's not going to change it from the White House. He's going to change it from the church house. Okay, yes. that's how he's going to change America. God, God's people are going to come together and go, enough is enough. This yes. crazy mess they're talking about, this gender idea. Mutilization, that's what it is, mutilizing our children and taxpayers paying for it. How ignorant do we have to be? Every, well, I'm, I'm screaming again, but every culture that I can find in history of humanity, the devil has always had child sacrifice. And we're yes. following right along there abortion, a pill to kill your babies, and then mutilization of your children. Now, listen, we've got the, if the body of Christ doesn't stand up, who in the world will? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And we're going to, you're going to see the body of Christ start standing up and saying, nope, we don't send our school, our kids to school to be uh, indoctrinated with some perversion. No, we're not doing that. We're not paying the bill for you to do it. And so that's what's going to happen. But we're going to have to get a little more militant, honestly. The Bible mm-hmm. says that we're be bold and brave, very courageous, and get the things done. Amen. Amen. I love it. And, you know, Bobby, as you're speaking, this this is what I just want to – I actually want to ask you this question. You are speaking about being in the light, right? What I find a lot of believers do is that they have their private time with God or what they call their quiet time in the morning, and it's, like, really peaceful. It's really holy. But then the moment – they step out and this is the thing they think that they've stepped out and then they are faced with the media and the news and as you can see there's a lot of confusion there's demonic laws that are coming out now telling you know if a if a minor comes to their parents and just says you know i identify as a boy or i that the parent can't even you know, tell the child that that's wrong. The parent has to confirm that false identity. So what you're doing is, number one, mobilizing the troops. But I just want you to help them understand, okay, I want to walk in the light. But I don't want to walk in the light for 10 minutes a day. I don't want to walk in the light in my private prayer time. How do I align myself and mind and heart and spirit to walk in that light 24-7? Because that's what's going to mobilize me to the front lines and get into war. We are in a battle, so we need to understand. So please help me and help others. How do we do that 24-7? Okay, by obeying what we read. Uh, don't just be a reader, but James one twenty two said we must be a, a doer of what we read, and it, it's got to be activated in our life. Uh, here's Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty eight and twenty nine. Let us therefore receive a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, uh, offered to God, pleasing ser- service and acceptable worship, which with modesty and piety, care and godly fear and awe. For our God is indeed a consuming fire. So we just realize who our God is. We we serve Him and love Him. And we bring him into every situation. The Bible said a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways. And let's stay in the word of God and let the word get into us. And that's what you need to do. Now, uh, millennials, they, they kind of go, oh, Bobby, don't say it, but I'm going to say it. You cannot memorize the Bible from a computer or a tablet. Now, it's a great way to pull up the verses, but get you a Bible. Get you a Bible. You can pull in your hands and circle some things and mark it in pink. Draw a red line down through it. That's the way you do it. The, you, the number one question I get asked is, Bobby, how'd you memorize the Bible? I studied it till the print was wore off the pages. Is this correct? My wife is uh, here. She could testify to it. We've got a stack of Bibles. And the Lord told me, said, you better do that again. So now I'm trying to study them in every translation I can find. And so it's pretty wild. Uh, for example, you know, that's why you need to study different translations. Okay, Psalms 92.10, King James Version. My horn will be exalted like the horn of a unicorn. Mm, not wild about that one. But the Amplified Classic said, my stately grace will be enhanced like that of a wild ox. Now, I like that, don't you? That's better okay. than a unicorn. I've, ne- I've never seen a unicorn. Maybe one at Disneyland. I'm not sure. But anyway, let, to make it make to answer your question, we got to become doers of the word and not mere hearers. We've got to activate it, believe it to the point of action, and start praying over your children and start declaring 
declaring who they are to them. They're precious gifts from God, and they're 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 made in the likeness of Almighty God. There's no mistakes. And what what the the, the far left is trying to say is, you can't trust that God. Look, He makes mistakes. He puts a boy and a girl. No, that that's the perversion, and we, we we're not going to put up with it. God made a male and female, and yes. I'm telling you, and we've got to t- talk to our children. Uh, if we don't talk to them, the school will. And we got to set them down at the table to put the games aside for a moment and start talking to them from the Bible and talk to them what the Bible says about them, that they're wonderfully and fearfully made. And it says, before you were knit together in your mother's body, I knew you. See, God's purpose for us is not just when you're born. His purpose started for you for us before we were us. Psalms 139 verse 15 says, all of our days are written in his book before we ever lived a single one of them. So we've got to got to teach our children how true the Bible is. It's not some fairy tale. It's real. Forever, oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. And get the get the young people. I, I got one of my 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 youngest grandson now, his name's Christopher, and uh I'm paying him to memorize the Bible. Uh-huh. Yeah, Christopher. Oh, he could stand there like this. He'll stand there like that and get his dad to film him, and he can quote just a, a chapter will just roll out of him like this. But I'm paying him to memorize the Bible. And then after he, after he quotes his Bible verse, I'll, he'll send me a bill. You know, uh, I've done my part, and so I'll pay him. And so his mother said, Bob, Love it. I am so thankful that Christopher is memorizing the Bible. I'm not sure his motives are all that clear. But anyway, uh, that's a good investment, paying him to memorize the Bible. Years ago, Years ago, uh, the Lord said, I want you to teach your sons and your grandson, your grandchildren, the Bible. I said, okay, which one? He said, Psalms, 100, uh, Psalms 119, 9 to 11. And so here's how it sounded in the King James. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought after thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. I said, God. I don't think little Texas rednecks are going to memorize that. It sounds like Shakespeare. And he said, so here's what he said. I said, can I tell it to them in a way they can understand? He said, sure. And here it is. I could call any one of them right now. I could call any of my grandchildren and I could say, how can a young man live a clean life? And they'd all echo by obeying the Bible. And that's how we live a clean life, obeying the Bible, being a doer of the word, not a ear only. And so it's very, very important that we do that. And so uh, I would recommend to the people, uh, I like the Amplified Classic version myself, if you can find it. Uh, it's a great, great tool. Uh, but uh, read it in as many translations as you can. Uh, Eugene Peters and uh, all these, and the Passion Translation. There's so many different ones. But if you, if you could and, and would want to inspire, it, it let it expand in you. Read it out of different translations and and compare them together and see how it'll shine different light onto it. Okay, so mm-hmm. that'll be good. Amen. Uh, anything? What else you got going? I love it because I laughed because my grandfather, who used to be a who was a pastor, uh-huh. and he planted nineteen churches in Egypt. When I was six years old, he sat me at the table. He said, "If you would memorize the Psalms, I will begin to pay you." <laughs> There you go. See, I'm not the only one. Uh, so, I, I, when you said this, I laughed, but I just love it because what actually happened is you get hooked onto the word of God. And now you cannot, I cannot live one single day of my life without reading the word, reading the word, believing the word. So I just want to say thank you so, so much, first of all, for being a father and to so many people because you are, when I was praying for this interview this morning, the Lord said this to me about you. He said, he is oozing with the word of God. It is just oozing out of you. And so many people, I'm just praying for holy jealousy for people to like, I want that. I want that. So so thank you. Thank you so much. And um, so I would love for you to begin to pray for the people. And then I want to, I want you to tell the people how they, can get a hold of your books and be connected to you. So why don't we begin to do that? Okay, I want to, uh, I'll say one quick word about it because I find so many people aimless. They're not, they want to do something, but they don't know what they're called to do. I wrote a book and and here's this one. It's Divine Plan, Master's Plan, Divine Design. And in here, we, we start talking about God choosing you 
before you were you to be on his team. And we show we show the people how to step into the destiny God's carved out for them, master plan and discovering God's divine destiny. And there's something these people can do. No other person can do. So I pray they'll get the book. And I promise you this. It'll help you. It'll show you the verses that that lead us to walking in the light and verses that lead us to uncovering our destiny, unlocking our destiny. God has a plan and a purpose that's pure and clean, and it'll, it'll bring you to a higher destiny than we could ever make for ourselves. The Bible said his ways are so much higher than our ways, as high as the heavens are above the earth. And he's always got a good plan for us. I do want to pray for you. Father, I want to thank you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the healer. You're the, you're the king. You're the shepherd. You're the one that binds up our wounds. And Lord, I pray right now for each person watching, I pray for a divine encounter. I pray for the tangible power of the living God to enter into their homes where they're watching this. And Lord, I pray there'll be an encounter a real connection with the living God. We don't want to just hear about you with our ears. We want to see you and feel you and in and have impartation by you. Lord, you said, you said that, that you would give us an impartation. Paul said, I yearn to be with you that I might impart to you a spiritual enablement. And Lord, I want to thank you. You'd never give us a touch without a task and you'd never give us that assignment without an anointing. So God, I'm asking you right now, Help us to grasp who you've made us to be and help us to step into our destiny. And I thank you for Steve and all, all the uh, Elijah team there. And I pray, God, that you would uh, just give them favor. I speak over the nation right now. Psalms 84, 11. He will be a sun and a shield to us. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those that are walking upright. He will give us present day favor, future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. In Jesus' mighty name, you ought to tack that on your, your wall and tack beside it Psalm 65, 11. He crowns this year with his goodness and everywhere his chariot wheels roll, it drips with plenty. So those two verses, will uh, it'll clean you up and help you to realize our God's a good God and his plans are perfect in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good. Amen. Amen. Good. Thank you so, so much. This good. Has such a blessing any final words before we finish uh, just don't grow weary in well-doing we'll reap if we think not and don't ever write anybody off your list some of the hardest most uh, calcimated people god's knocking at their heart's door and he's wooing them and th here's a big verse now for the body of christ who is this coming up out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved you watch this. That's going to be the message of the hour. Who is this? The church is going to have such a makeover as she's been led into the wilderness. God's winning her back with words of love. And now he's bringing us out. Who is this? Leaning on her beloved, coming up out of the wilderness. And we're going to, we're going to see the church in a real makeover in God's right, wonderful, righteous way. Well, God bless you and God bless you. Amen. Thank you so, so much. So bobbyconnor.org, you can connect and get those books. And they are, I am sure they are life changing. I'm going to get them yeah, myself. Yeah. So I'm excited Good. about that. Thank you so, so much, Bobby. Good. Thank you everyone for watching. We are praying for you. Um, and on Thursday, it's going to be a very exciting interview with Cindy McGill. She has a very unique... I, I know Cindy. You know, she's amazing. So it's going to be the first of Wonderful. my interview her, but it's going to be amazing. So connect with us on Thursday. Thank you, everyone. Have a blessed, blessed day, and we'll see you next interview. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.